Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. Welcome back. Hey, it's playoffs. Playoffs time. Playoffs. Fantasy. You don't sound too excited today. Uh, yeah, well, um, as a Dolphins fan, as a Dolphins, yeah, should I sh- yeah, bring dare. that up. Yeah. yeah, no, you shouldn't. No, okay, um, don't bring it up. But playoffs are here. Playoffs are here. Shout out to a few people did tweet me though, asking me how it was feeling. So I appreciate some of our uh, listeners being very kind, or so much as to respectful, respectful. They're respectful people. Our mm-hmm. listeners, I would say more respectful than most podcast listeners. I, I, most other podcast listeners, of I course. concur with that. Statement. You concur with that? I would concur. Absolutely. How'd you do? How, how many you making playoffs? How yes, many, playoffs. How many we make the playoffs in. Well, man, I only pay attention to one. Oh, your dynasty. So yeah, so we are in there. Uh, highest. I I like what you do with your league, and I'm glad we're bringing this up now because I think most leagues should probably do this. A payout for the highest score. It yep. makes sense naturally. Yeah. You you should get rewarded for for scoring the most points, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be first in your league because you could run into you know other. Tough matchups and stuff like that. So that's my case. I finished fourth, mm. even though I'm the highest scorer. Annoying. One game back from from first, but the first three places were one game ahead of me, right? Mm. So, uh, but anyways, I'm gonna play off four or five, Shit. four or five matchup this upcoming week, and uh, I feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I know we weren't recording on on this one. Is it possible to hit recording just for this? Just because I, I just thought of something. You were talking about a high score and in one of my, and obviously in one of my leagues, um, it's kosher. You could do your thing, Kondo. Do your thing, Kondo. Just, I just want one thing to say because I think, I think people need to hear it. That in one of my leagues, obviously I told you about this whole high scoring dilemma, right? Yeah. People that make the playoffs. What actually ended up happening in another one of my leagues where last night someone missed the playoffs because the person that was in last place in the oh. league Put up 175. Jeez. The person he lost to put up 160, like eight, I think it was. Damn, bro. Would have beat every other team in the league yeah. and missed the playoffs because he lost. Yeah. So I believe that, like, that probably happened a good amount, not just this year, but in years past. Oh, sorry, for sure. Kondo, where people are missing playoffs because of just getting screwed by wins and losses. Is that a Tamagotchi in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> What's you, that you, beeping that and crazy. shit, bro? I'm like that was wild. Well, you're playing Pac-Man. Oh, you needed to get a card. I apologize. I apologize because I thought of something that I, I think I want to turn into a video, which is like things of changing. How would you change your league? And I think it's one of those you just mentioned sc- high scores, right? Yeah. So I just I think it's a situation. Are we good? We're good to go. So I think a lot of people obviously got screwed with points for this year and wins and losses. So if you do want to spice up your fantasy year. league, this is how you spice it up next year. Right? Yes. This is how I see it. So first and foremost, similar to what you just said, there is a highest there's a payout for the highest score. You should get rewarded based off of that. What you should also do in your fantasy league is do the week based off of a win and loss and a highest score. So here's what I mean. Most fantasy leagues right now only consist of wins and losses, right? But the problem with wins and losses, similar to what I just told you, is that you could miss or you could be the second highest scorer in the league or that week on any given week. But the person you played happened to have an amazing week and went off for 175, and now you lose. Yeah. And frankly, there's only one thing you can control in fantasy. There's only one variable, and it's the team you put out on the field, right? You can't play defense. No. can't play defense. So you incentivize based off of that. So what does that look like? Every single week, your team could either go 2-0, 1-1, or 0-2. You get a win or a loss for if you win or lose, and you get a win or a loss if you are top six mm. or top five, if it's a 10-team league, in scoring. So I could, be, I could go one and one if I lost, but I still put up 160 in the highest score. 
So that way, at the end of the season, it's going to come out very similarly, right? Yeah. As I showed you the spreadsheet that yes, I made for one of my leagues. You did, indeed. Most of the time, it will be very similar. But the people that got screwed and people that miss the playoffs because of stupid performances like that where you put up the second most points, maybe on the entire year, but the person in last place happens to have an insane week, then you still can make the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's a great rule. And I think it's something that only Sleeper can do. And I think the way you also, what would you say? What did you say, producer Kondo? Did they? Oh, wow. Facts? Whoa. Oh, that's... That... Holy shit, because I was talking with one of my commissioners who we didn't know. Because I was going to say, you could, which I didn't know on ESPN specifically, you can manually input playoffs, mm. which is cool because I think, obviously, wins and losses. You would need to do that, right? Yeah. You, it, but now that you can calculate that based off of scoring, it goes to show that I think it's more of a, it's going to become more of a common practice. So if you want to change your fantasy league next year, show this video to your commissioner. Let's get some wins and losses on the board. Let's get high scores on the board. Naturally, it will come out to be the same, but... I think it. Uh, I think it, it's the only way to make fantasy more fair for if you actually consider yourself a good fantasy player and could draft the right team. Yeah, bro, it could change somebody's destiny, man. Going into the playoffs, it would have changed mine in one of my leagues. It, it could. It could not change yours, but I think if you're in a position to where you're either getting fucked or not fucked by this, then fucked like, or not fucked. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Naturally, consensually, uh, it, it would be good. But like, I was looking at because obviously now we're heading into the the playoff week, and I was looking at my league and the highest scores and the placements and stuff like that. And I always like looking at points against and see uh-huh. who really got fucked. Yeah. And see if like, you know, like, I, like I, I'm in fourth, even on the highest score. I'm like, how much did I get scored on compared to these top three? And it wasn't by that much. So that made me feel better. But then I went down to the person who's in second to last place. Yeah, true. Bro, he got, I'm going to actually pull it up because Jeez. it's so bad. And I, I have it right here. It's so bad. So, so the leader, the, the person in first place, which is actually Gio, shout out. Shout out. Uh, he got 1,600 points scored against him. Uh, Logan, who is in second to last, got 2,000. And that's by far the most. So, for example, like I got scored 1,800 uh, against me, and I scored 19. Well, I actually scored 1,972 and got scored on 1,792, so it was... There we go. But uh but yeah, man, I you know, you always feel bad for somebody who just got absolutely fucked. It's it's by who you just went up against so all year. Cooper Cooper on TikTok just said I have scored over 100 points more than the next person and I still am not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's annoying, bro. Like someone said Matthew Port said I'm in fourth with the most points. It's a wild year. There you go. Me too, bro. Me too. Fourth place, most points, but in this league that shit. I'm missing the playoffs because I told you, and also this league, the last seed makes it based strictly based off of highest points. I'm f- I'm fourth in points four, but I'm gonna miss the playoffs. Yeah. And I had the like I think looking at it right now, I have the third most points against. So it's it's fantasies, it's interesting. But hey, that's how you change your league next year. Yes. Implement this new rule where you get a win for wins and losses and a win for being a highest score or Maybe you beat the league average, right? But there's mm. always going to be... You're either going to come out of a week 2-0, 1-1, or 0-2. And, and I think it's go. a good rule, and I think it helps change and, and makes fantasy a little bit more fair and not just more about luck of wins and losses and, and luck of the draw. But this is the Week 14 Fantasy Recaps episode where we will recap 
everything that happened in week 14, yep. obviously we, you know, there's not much to do moving forward because this is playoffs now. Yep. So we're going to start doing start sits. You know, maybe there's someone you could pick up on the waiver wire to best prepare yourself. I think Ty Chandler's out there in a couple leagues and Madison got injured. Um, but I want to talk through a couple things, not just answering questions, but I want to talk through, you and I were talking a little bit off the pod. Um, we'll get to some of these questions, but who are like some of your biggest standouts this year in fantasy that like you think won a lot of like that, that really stood out to you? What are some people that you're like, you know, wow, this fucking Mike Evans Woo! in year, what year is this man in year 11,000, something like that. Yeah. Mike Evans, man. The fact that he's still doing this wide receiver one, obviously, Apologies to everyone out there who started Mike Evans this past week, hoping that he would keep doing what he has been doing all year. He only put up 1.8. But even with that 1.8 performance, he's a wide receiver 9. I don't know if any of us expected him to finish as a wide receiver 1 this year. Yeah, that's crazy. He obviously did. So Mike Evans stands out to me. This one's near and dear to my heart. Another guy that really stands out to me is CeeDee Lamb. Sedarian. Come on, bro. We knew he was was like that. We didn't know he was going to be wide receiver two overall heading oh. into the playoffs, bro. I mean, you look at his performances all year, like 11, 24, 10, 14, 8, 18, 41, 27, 39, 16, 17, 32. Like, it, week over week, he's going to be the best, highest scoring player on your team probably. Oh. And so, and you probably got him at the end of the first, maybe high, you know, top of the second for a lot of people. So, those two guys really stood out to me, I would say. Yeah, those are... The, I mean, look, and again, what did, we, what did we say for, like, the first five weeks of fantasy? C.D. Lamb, buy low, buy yeah. low. And if you got C.D., you're probably in the playoffs. The C.D. Dak stat or uh, stack is probably a team... Oh you're, you might have the buy. If you're stacking, yeah, Dak and C.D. Like, yeah. those two one-year league. What's crazy to me, and, and Tyreek, it didn't stand out to me. Like, obviously, we expected this with Tyreek. But Tyreek's fantasy season is going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Now, granted, he got hurt, and if he doesn't play next week against the Jets, that's definitely going to hurt it. Only got 10 points last night and played, like, 30% of the snaps. Yeah. Which is crazy. He has 322 PPR points this year. The next closest is CD with 283. There's a chance that Tyree can finish with, like, 380 fantasy points this year, which is stupid. Yeah. They go down as one of the greatest wide receiver fantasy seasons, which is wild. Yeah, I mean, what we've seen this year so far is historic already yep and so i mean we've always talked about what he's on pace for week after week but tyreek is is truly just a game breaker man like there hasn't been a player like him i mean on on rare occasions you'll see it sometimes like you get the christian mccaffrey years you get the different things like that but tyreek hill week over week like we say like look if you, you could try to trade him but you better get a ransom in return but i think it's like one one of those where one of those guys where it's not even worth trading, not even totally. I mean, you dealt with this. You traded him away, and it didn't end up working out for you, right? It didn't. Yeah, I, I ended I up mean, missing the playoffs because I traded Tyreek away. It's like you always think he's going to regress because he has to regress. Well, no, right? the like, thought between the trading Tyreek, I would have never have said trade Tyreek. The thought was the A chan was attached to it, so I, I was downgrading Tyreek to Amon Ra yeah. to upgrade at Bijan over A chan, and frankly. A-Chan obviously had a good game. It made sense what you were doing, but I guess what's more to my point is that, like, Tyreek has been so high week over week that you naturally think, like, he's going to regress a little bit. Yep. Even He's still going to be amazing. He's still going to be a top blank receiver, top five, but he's going to regress a little bit, but he hasn't. Week over week, he just keeps doing his thing. It's insane. Some people that stood out to me this year that really also probably won people a lot of their, you know, or not won anything yet, but giving them the buy. Raheem Mostert, RB2 on the year. Like, that is a guy that you probably got in the eighth or ninth round, probably even later than HN. And you know what that's telling me is that in fantasy, like, 
we've always said draft people on good offenses, like really, really good offenses, right. but that it's not like you don't always need volume. You obviously want the touchdown vultures and he's had volume, but he's also kind of remind me of Jamal Williams. Like he's leading the NFL right now in rushing touchdowns mm -hmm. more than CMC. So I never would have expected that. I think Raheem Mostert is a crazy one. That's definitely someone that I still think can be a league winner just because of what he brings to the table. He can easily score two touchdowns. Another person that I think probably getting some people really into the to the one or two seed, Alvin Kamara. Oh my god! Like you drafted him around that third to fifth round. I tried to trade between. for him earlier too. I drafted Kamara in one of my leagues and I ended up trading him. But Kamara is a guy that like he's. He's RB5 right now in the year. And, and he yet missed, he, missed he missed three, what, three, in three weeks. Technically, you could say he missed four because of the bye, even though everyone obviously nets out with the bye. But his output's insane. It's stupid. Bro. It's Kyron Williams is obviously another one. That's a big, a big one. And then lastly, the, the, the other thing that stood out to me is like we've always drafted Travis Kelsey because he's a cheat code at the position. Travis Kelsey right now has one more point than TJ Hawkinson on the year. He's got 20 more points than Sam Laporta. 26. And he's got 27 more points than George Kittle. Like, from the top five tight ends in fantasy, like, it's not that much different. Travis Kelsey did not give you a positional advantage this year. And I think that nah. is a massive one. And, and most people that probably drafted Kelsey in that first round you expect that. missed the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, look, we, there were a lot of room, or I guess speculation that this could be the year that Travis falls off. And that is subjective to what you think falling off is right but Travis Kelsey is still Travis Kelsey but clearly he's not giving you the same positional advantage which is why you draft him in the first round so I think next year obviously his stock's gonna drop a bit uh, he's not gonna be that first round guy that you're saying he's gonna be better than every other tight end mm. but I don't think it's just Travis falling off a bit naturally getting older and stuff like that it's gonna happen I think he's still gonna have a lot of value I think it's also the other tight ends really coming up totally. I mean we haven't had that recently. In the, in, for the past few years, we haven't had that. You've had Kelsey and Kittle sometimes sporadically, Darren Waller, and then there some guys in and out. Like, there hasn't really been a strong overall group of tight ends that, that is our tight end ones like we have with receivers and running backs. And, and running backs this year is a different story. But next year, I mean, you're looking at going into the year, drafting Travis Kelsey, George Kittle's still going to be there. Uh, Hawkinson, like you mentioned, Trey McBride, is right now a top five tight end for like everybody rest of the season, all this stuff. So you, you should, it's, it's a good tight end landscape going forward. Yeah, I think Trey McBride's going to kind of be in that TJ Hawkinson route uh, or not in that realm, I would say, next year during yeah. drafts, right? Yeah, yeah, As early as three, as, as low as five type of situation. Yeah, it's going to be right there. Um, also, uh, Matthew Port on TikTok just said, also Sam Howell. Not, a, not just Sam Howell, That's but true. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, QB5 Brock. on the year. Sam That's Howell, crazy. QB6. Both ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Like, Jordan Love also yeah. QB9, and he, that's a waiver wire pickup. Three guys within the top 12 yeah. were all picked up on the waiver wire. And to me, that's pretty insane. I think Dak also was picked up on the waiver wire in some leagues. Like, because he started off slow. Dak started off with six points, 19, 15, 14, 7. Dak, you probably was found on the waiver wire. So, Dak's what, QB2 I think that's now? crazy. Uh, Dak's QB3 on QB3? the year. Yeah, so I think it's been a crazy year. I think it's... It, I never would have expected it to kind of net out like this right. in terms of, but it's showing that you don't just need to draft Jalen Hurts in the third round, even though Jalen's still QB two on the year, but like you can get production elsewhere. So I'm excited to see what it's the QB ADPs one. are. Josh Allen. Right. And with right. all the mistakes still, I'm excited to see what, what the ADPs look like next year. But um, I think in order to 
progress in fantasy, we got to make that rule change to, to everyone's leagues. I totally agree. I totally agree. I want to do some questions, though, because obviously we're not going to go for too long on this episode, but I do want to talk anything fantasy, anything um, that comes to mind after week 14. Obviously, this is the start of the playoffs, so if you do have a fantasy question, make sure to drop it below. We're going to go ahead and answer it, help you out. Um, Matthew on YouTube said, Yo, boys, thinking of benching Patrick Mahomes for my playoff semifinal for week 16. Thoughts on benching Patrick Mahomes? Because I'll be honest, I don't hate it at all. I don't hate it at all either. It depends who else you have, but I definitely do not hate that. I mean, Frank Amaranti, legend, one of the top fantasy rankers week over week, I think fourth overall or something like that amongst all fantasy experts or whatever you want to call them. He said last week, if you have another guy, there are options. There's going to be options week over week that probably you picked up on the waiver or that you consider streaming that are going to be better than some of these top quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And specifically, Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys that you probably you, there are weeks you're going to start somebody else over him just because not only of how he's been performing lately in that Chiefs offense, mm. but also because other guys have great matchups and they can take advantage of those matchups. We've seen that this year with Josh Dobbs. We've seen it with I mean, Sam Howell has been a consistent producer week over week, so now you're totally. probably starting him uh, consistently. But there's other guys like that that... You, you should consider over a guy like Mahomes, especially if he has a tough matchup going ahead. So, Joe on TikTok also asked this question, Purdy versus Arizona or Mahomes at New England next week, first round of the playoffs. I'm going Purdy. I, I think I understand floor, you want to go Mahomes. I, I think Purdy's floor is the reason. I agree. I think you start Purdy. Let's start there, right? Just yeah. because of floor. And in fantasy, especially in the playoffs, give me the floor right now because I have no idea. I can get eight from Mahomes or I can go off for 30. I don't know if Mahomes can get 30 against New England. Here's what I would say. Yes, but we know that there are certain types of players that tend to bounce back, right? And it usually applies to wide receivers. When wide receivers don't get the ball, they usually have a blow-up game. Yeah. There is so much emotion coming out of Kansas City right now that it would not shock me if somehow, someway, this performance against New England is by far the best performance from that offense this entire season. It wouldn't shock me. Just because well, you have... I think Mahomes, Mahomes never shocks you. No, it would shock me because of just how they performed and how Mahomes has not been this elite quarterback. It wouldn't shock me. I'm going to start Brock Purdy, but I think Brock Purdy gives you that floor. But the next fall, the next matchup is Las Vegas and Cincinnati and then the Chargers. And it'll... Obviously, Week 18 doesn't happen, but you'd have Vegas and Cincinnati. So it would, it would line up to be a, a good ending to start Mahomes. But I, I think I go Brock Purdy right now. Yeah, man, look... I, like you just said, I didn't even realize Brock Purdy was QB5. Yeah, you got to go with him right now. I mean, that's consistent week over week, bro, like over the whole season. This isn't like it's been two weeks and, and Brock's riding like a little two-week high and Mahomes has been bad. No, this is all year. Brock Purdy's QB5. So I know the name for Mahomes is bigger, but right now you just got to go for the better output. What are you probably going to get a better output from? I think it's Brock Purdy. And then, like you said, the next two weeks after that, Mahomes has a really nice schedule. And I think you're dealing with that with a couple of guys in that first week of the playoffs, like, I'm, I'm looking at my uh, Justin Fields. I play in a super flex league. He plays the Browns this week, and I don't love that for a quarterback playing the Browns, that really good defense, even though Fields has been playing well. So, like, should I start another guy there, uh, maybe a, a receiver? I, or, I probably will because of we saw the Browns get slightly exposed two weeks ago against the Rams, and that's the only thing that, that's occurring there. But then if I look at the next two weeks after that, Fields has two cupcake matchups. Yeah. So it's like... Don't just because you're benching a guy this week doesn't necessarily mean you're benching him for the rest of the playoffs. Like That's you fair. can bench That's Mahomes fair. this week and then start him the next couple weeks. Zach Rablewski, what'd you say? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm. That's a good point. You're saying to the Purdy Mahomes argument. Yeah. I just think what we've seen with, with Purdy is that we know he's going to get you 250-plus yards and two touchdowns. That's the floor, right? So if that's the floor, because it's playoffs and because Mahomes, the ceiling, is no question, is way higher than Brock Purdy, I just think you, you, you don't have room for error, right? Now, also, it could depend who else is on your team. Because if you have a bunch of ceiling and floor players, like if you're, you made it as a seven seed, six seed, you know, and you're, you just made it, you're on the cusp, and then I think I go Brock Purdy. I'm not, I'm not taking any risks. A question that's come up, this is from Zach Rabluski, and also on, uh, I think Camelo asked this on TikTok. Two questions, basically, that, that revolve around Jake Browning. So Zach's question is, any quarterback I should pick up? I have CJ Stroud, who's on concussion, and Josh Dobbs, who's being benched. I have a choice between Matt Stafford, Will Levis, and Jake Browning. I, I, I think I'm sticky. I think I'm going with Jake Browning. Who does Stafford have this week? I think it totally depends on matchup. Browning has been playing well. I'm probably not going Levis. It's probably Stafford or Browning. I think when I look, Connor, do you have that? The Commanders. Yeah, I'm going with Stafford. I trust him more. I just trust him more. I know Browning's been playing well, but I I, I know who Stafford is. And, and Browning could, look, we saw Dobbs play very well and then shit the bed for a couple weeks. And Browning is playing who? You know, shorter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Stafford. Yeah. I don't... I can't... I don't have enough to back up why I would not go Stafford, right? But, like, Jake Browning, just the talent around him allows him to succeed. So, I would pick up Jake Browning and drop Josh Dobbs for starters. Mm-hmm. If And then probably start Stafford. If you win and Jake Browning has another good game, then you probably start Jake Browning. Gotcha. I think that's, that's probably the way to, to go about it. Um... Someone said Lamar or Purdy. I think you always start Lamar, right? Yeah, you start Lamar. Lamar, look, man, even with some bad weeks, Lamar's still QB4 on the year. Like, he's ahead of Brock Purdy, even that we were just talking about. He's ahead of other guys like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, you got to go You gotta go Lamar, man, week over week. He's going to do his thing. When he turns up, he turns up. Um, Adam Rios asked, who's a better quarterback for the playoffs? Joe Flacco, Kyler Murray. Zach Wilson? Is it, or is it Russell? That's no, probably it Russell Wilson. I think it's, it's Russell. Yeah. Or Stafford. He had Herbert. Uh, I would go. I'll go Kyler Murray. In my just opinion. tough matchup against San Francisco this week. It is, and we've seen San Fran do their thing against good quarterbacks. I think you got to go Kyler though. You just want just the rushing. Safe. You just want the like. I still wor- think he might have the safest floor out of those. Actually, Russell Wilson probably has the safest floor. Yeah, it's just like I. I don't think I'll ever. See, I don't. It's just hard to is find Russell rest because you know how cap that ceiling exactly. is. Is Russell Wilson going to put up a three touchdown performance? I don't think so. Probably ever. not. I think it's his his stat line is always going to be two touchdowns, maybe an INT. Yeah. So, sure, you would take that, right? Colin Sutton's feasting. But I just want Kyler Murray. I just want the rushing because I, I know Kyler can at least get me 10 points, which is not great in the fantasy playoffs. But I also don't trust the Broncos that much, um, even though they've been good. So, I think I lean Kyler. Connor the Broncos the are playing the Lions, though. It's a good matchup. At home or away? It's a great matchup uh, good, in Detroit. That's a good bounce back spot for Detroit, though. That's fine, but they're going to score a lot. Their defense isn't going to be doing that. The Lions' defense is a shot. Yeah, look, yeah, because of the matchup that Murray has against San Fran, I probably lean Russell Wilson. I, I'll, I'll say that, but but I like. I mean, if you're going to start Kyler, start Kyler. I don't. I don't mind that at all. Uh, 
Okay. For sure. It's a great question. I would start Fields versus Cleveland. Uh, he's going to run the ball. He's going to run the ball. Is the game in San Francisco or Arizona? Do we know that? Because I do think that makes a difference. That's a stat. Wow. That's a stat. There you go. Yeah, the dog pound's real. I'll be honest. I don't think the Cardinals win this game, obviously, but yeah. I think the Cardinals, We look at what just happened with the Dolphins. Like you, you overlook an opponent, and I think it's natural to overlook the Cardinals. It wouldn't shock me if you could see Kyler play a decent Like This is a type of game where Kyler does well in the first half, and then in the second half shits the bed, right? Could be. I don't I – don't, I have no qualms starting either. Like I'm not going to – I understand the logic starting – Fields, I understand the logic starting Kyler, but Cleveland in Cleveland is different than Arizona at home. I think that plays a, a major factor. Yeah, I'd say Fields just because I he, I know he's going to run the ball, and so I'm going to get some type of floor from him, and he might even get in the end zone through the ground. With Kyler, I mean, dude, we have such a big sample so like a big sample size of quarterbacks just shit in the bed. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, other guys, Geno Smith against that Niners defense. And but, but Drew Locke wasn't that the bad. Stat, he wasn't terrible, but the stat that Kondo brings up, 10 points, Cleveland only gives up 10 points at home, average, that's, yeah, that's that's important to, to know. But I, I just like Fields' just rushing ability. I think because he's going to rush for, like, 60 yards at least probably um, and make it in the end zone, like, I feel like you have a decent floor with Fields where Kyler, I have no idea what the floor is. Dre, was that this week? Where was that this week? Drew Locke, yeah. Now seventeen fantasy points against the Niners. That's it's, pretty good. It's actually not that bad. And Kyler's much better than Drew Locke. Someone, uh, Cordy asked Trey McBride or Isaiah Likely this week. I think you gotta. I think you gotta start Trey McBride. Wait, Trey to, McBride or who? Or Isaiah Likely. Oh, McBride. I, I, look, I, that's another one I was sort of nervous about this week, just because again, San, Fran, San Francisco. They're defense. gonna be throwing a lot. They are gonna be throwing. Also, uh, I, I just kind of went around and looked at some early fantasy rankings for this upcoming week because, like, I just got, I'm excited for the playoffs, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And McBride is a top three tight end for a lot of a lot of outlets out there, man. Yep. Ranking this week, so regardless of playing San Francisco, I know it's a tough matchup, and they're great against tight ends. But McBride is that he's the number one option in Arizona, bro. Like they have to go to him, and so and especially Kyler. Kyler loves going to tight ends even more so. This is going to be a McBride game. It doesn't matter if, if it's, they're playing the, the the 49ers. Ryan Price asks, Superflex League, he has Sam Howell, Russell Wilson, and Tua. Which two do I ride throughout the playoffs? Probably so, Sam Howell for sure. You're definitely riding Sam. And then I think Tua. right now, but I think right now, if Tyreek doesn't play this week, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to start Tua. No? I, I just, that offense. What is he on the year? Do you know? Like as far as Tua? fantasy QBs? I'll tell you right now. Um... Tua is quarterback 12. Okay. And frankly, I don't think, I think he's started off better than he's been the last Totally. Like, he started off weeks. hot as shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, it depends if Tyreek plays. I, the Dolphins need a bounce back, massive bounce back spot for them against the Jets. So, um, I, I would probably for this week go Sam Howell Russ. If Tyreek plays, I obviously would put Tua in. Do you put Tua in for Howell or Russ? What did you say? Uh, Russ. But his. Okay, so he has Hal, Russ, and Tua. Russ has a really good matchup this week. So you want to start Russ no matter what? So I'm probably starting. I'm starting Hal. I'm starting Hal and Russ. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, Pedro Brito said, "Geno Smith or Justin Fields? Eagles revenge game." 
Geno Smith or Justin Fields. Geno, the Seahawks. Who the Seahawks playing? Philly, right? Um, you gotta you you gotta go Geno. I think you. Go I guess that Philly defense, Philly Swiss cheese defense, bro. They can't cover. But a I don't know if Geno's one hundred percent gonna play because he didn't play last week. Well, I mean, then he has an easy decision. But correct. <laughs> we're correct. assuming he's playing. Then, then Geno. Then I would go Geno. I think Fields has a decent floor, like I said before. But I, if I have another guy that could probably be a, a really good option, I'm gonna go with that other guy. Here we go. Fev said, pick two: Brian Robinson, Calvin Ridley, OBJ, and Romeo Dobbs. That's a great question. So I think no matter what, you got to start Brian Robinson. Yeah, I just he's been think good this year. what you've seen from Brian Robinson and on the year, I'm pretty sure he is a top twelve running back. Uh, Brian Robinson. Actually, he's dropped. He's a top 15 running back. He's RB15 on the year. He hasn't had good weeks, but I still think I'm going to start him. I just think out of all the people he's given you, like, the most consistent production throughout the year. Yo, he switched from pick two to pick one, and it's the oh. same question. So, oh. like, there you go, Brian Robinson. Yeah, I don't If you were to pick two, though, who would be the second guy in that? The thing is, OBJ's been coming along. Yeah. I'm definitely not starting Romeo Dobbs. It obviously be between Ridley and OBJ. Ridley had the targets, but Trevor Lawrence was so fucking off. Oh, he said, well, if it's Tyreek, if Tyreek's out, I need two. There you go. If Tyreek's out, I'm going to go Ridley because I don't think OBJ, like, I think oh, Ridley has the higher ceiling. Good. You see that route he ran oh, where no, he caught he that looks, touchdown? He looks Shit. great, but I also think he was a byproduct of a shootout, and I don't, who are the Ravens playing? They have a great matchup this week. Carolina, I think. Jackson, Jacksonville? Jacksonville. See, this is why we have producer Kondo back there. You yeah, know but he's efficient. Kondo? I think I go Ridley. If, if he's out, I go Ridley because the targets were there. Trevor Lawrence looked off and gives you just a higher ceiling than, than OBJ. So that's what I would do. Uh, we're going to do this for... Sorry? I was going to say, we're going to do this for a little bit longer just because we got to record our cafeteria episode that comes yep. out tomorrow at 4 a.m. if you're an early riser or 1 a.m. on the West Coast. There you go. So And Can't then obviously the on Thursday, we're back doing our start sits, strictly a start sit episode before the playoffs officially begin. So if we don't get to answer your question, make sure to come back Thursday. Obviously, hit that follow button on any of the accounts. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe. If you're listening, go to our YouTube or TikTok, our Instagram, and go hit that follow button there. Please do. uh, To not miss anything that we talk about. What were you going to say? I was going to say, Matthew is asking, Jacoby Myers or Tyler Lockett? I'm going Tyler Lockett against Philly, man. I think Seattle, anybody on Seattle, like you're starting them, DK. DK's got to bounce back this week, too. DK, Tyler Lockett. Even JSN, I'm high on this week. Like, you got to go with these guys because Philly's defense, they've been, I think they, what are they giving up? The past three weeks, they've given up so many points, man. And receivers, I think against receivers, they're like 30th um, as a defense. And I'll confirm that in a second. But, yeah, I would go Tyler Lockett. Bless you on your burp, by Thanks, the way. Thanks, appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Eileen Lockett. He's just been he's just been good, even with Drew Lock. Philly, like. Philly t- to... to Back that up. They're 32nd against receivers. So they're the worst team in the league against wide receivers. I would start Tyler Lockett. Uh, Spoons asked, Javante Williams or James Conner? I think I I just, tough matchup for James Conner. And still, I'm going to trust Javante. Javante has it. Like, that was his first rushing touchdown, I think, since, like, maybe it was, like, week three. Or maybe it was week three of last year before he got hurt. It was, like, some wild stat. I think I'm going to still start Javante. The Broncos, when you're winning and players are playing decently, I guess, in that system, um, you're going to ride with that hand. So I'm going to go with Javante. Do you have yeah, any thoughts to that? totally agree with that. Nothing to add. Donnie said, pick three. Two wide receivers, one flex. Full PPR. DeAndre Swift, Mike Evans, 
DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, and James Cook. That's great. Two wide receivers. Let's start there. Mike, Mike Evans and DJ Moore. I think no matter what, there's no way I'm taking Who's the DJ. first guy he said? DeAndre Swift. I can't trust oh. DeAndre Swift right now, personally. Nah, even though Seattle's a good matchup for running backs. I'll be honest. I'm going Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup. It's the playoffs. I'm swinging for the fences. Yeah, I am too. Cooper Cup had a good like was had a good game. James Cook had a good game, but hasn't it hasn't been consistent. I mean, he also had a receiving touchdown of like 30 yards. So is that gonna happen again? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Mike Evans has a tough matchup this week against Green Bay. Uh they're they're eighth against wide receivers. But you just gotta go with them based off how he's been producing all year. He's one of those guys that's almost matchup proof. Yep. Because he's gonna get the volume and the volume he gets are red, is red zone, deep deep balls. He gets like he can have three catches and he's gonna score a lot. So, um, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Swift though, I, I, look, he's been bad the past couple weeks, but it's been two bad matchups for him. This week is a good matchup. Seattle's twenty eighth against running backs. It's definitely he a bounce, bounce back, back spot, but because it's PPR, I'm gonna go for the receptions. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with what you we'll said. We'll do a few more questions before we hop off. Fran said, "Start two: Zach Moss, Achan, Etn, and Swift." Okay, uh, I'm starting Zach Moss. I don't know if I could start Zach Moss. And I'm probably starting Etienne. I, I think I, I think I. First of all, I think I have to start Achan. Bounce back spot. Still had ten points in fantasy. I think it was the twelve. Jets, bro? Yeah, dude. He had. Nah. What do you mean? He, he he, as if, as if. Oh, he got hurt. Was it? Oh, he missed the Jets game. I think it was. I don't know. But Mostert ran for two touchdowns. I'm not as concerned about that. I am concerned about their offensive line. But he, um, over the last two weeks, Devon Chan has been RB7. Travis Etienne, RB10. I think I definitely want to start Etienne. Like, I just, we just know what he is. Zach Moss, I was trying to pull up his stats. Zach Moss, since taking over, since Jonathan Taylor went down, is RB30 over these mm. last two weeks. Mm. I, the volume's been there. I can't trust that in the playoffs. Mm. Even though the volume's been there, I think his projected, you're going to see his projected points. I can't trust that personally. I'm between HN, ETN, and Swift. HN provides me a ceiling. If you want to start Swift over HN, I don't mind it, but I definitely think it's one of those. It's two of those three. Kondo, you're a, a Colts fan. What are your thoughts on not starting Zach Moss in the playoffs outside of those, in that context of those four players? Flex for sure. Mm. Right, right, right. Right. Do I agree? That's fair. But is it enough to start over those three other guys? I don't think so, personally. What about Swift? Would you start Swift or Zach Moss? I know they've both been bad. I just am taking the better offense. Yeah, but Swift has had two bad matchups, and now he's got a good matchup. But that's what I'm saying. If I I'm agree, he, I, the argument was like if you put Zach Moss in the flex. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you mentioned Moss and RB30 over the past, since he's taken over for Jonathan Taylor, I'm going Etienne and, and DeAndre Swift. I think Swift bounces back this week against the Seahawks. Yeah. I would want to start three running backs, maybe. I love starting running backs at my flex, especially in the playoffs. It just gives you a safe floor, unless you have really good options. But we're going to do one more question before we hop off. Let me find the right question. Um, oh, that guy said, Donnie, by the way, he said, wait, I also have Nico Collins um, as well. Nico got hurt. 
to be honest, I know it's a bounce back spot. I just I think I'd rather go those running backs than than anyone else. Word. Um, last question. Bingo. Last question. Last. I'm gonna find the right one. Question. Um, here's a really good one. Matt Goodman. Mm. This is my flex. Keaton Mitchell, Adam Thielen, Jaden Reed, or Amari Cooper. Great question. I think that is is somewhere because there's gonna be there's a lot of dilemmas within that. I think I go Amari Cooper. Hey, Connell mentioned it himself. Chicago defense been playing well. They've been playing well. Keaton. I don't know against receivers, though. I, I started Keaton that. this week. Wasn't good. I just, again, we're talking playoffs right now. Yeah, I might be thinking I might be thinking Adam Thielen there. But but Thielen has not has just not been good at all. And well, like, he provides you a decent floor. But it, even so, if he's getting targeted, Adam Thielen currently over the last two weeks. I got to scroll all the way down. Please hold. Is wide receiver 43? I yeah. just can't trust that in the playoffs. No. I do think... I'm not saying I could trust Amari, but I think Joe Flacco is, is going to be serviceable. Out of all those guys there, I think, like... Obviously, I'd prefer Lamar over Joe Flacco, but I just think Joe Flacco is probably the best quarterback to support a fantasy wide, uh, fantasy player, right? Like, if you had Zay Flowers over Keaton, then it'd be Zay. But Keaton Mitchell, I can't trust right now. Joe Flacco's throwing Amari... Bryce Young's throwing a Thielen, and Jordan Love regressed again last night yeah. to Jaden Reed, even though Jaden Reed scored on the ground. I would rather start Amari Cooper. I think that's that's kind of where my thoughts go. Connor, you got any thoughts there? Before we sign off? It's a good bounce back spot, but that's a... Green Bay plays the Bucks. Yeah... Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. There. I don't know the I ceiling. I know the floor, that's though. What, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Cooper saw 14 targets this week. Seven. He caught seven of 14 for 77 yards. So, I just think, I, the, again, it, because it's playoffs, you're going to want to look for the floor. And I, I think Jaden Reed might give you the ceiling, but the floor is, is Amari Cooper in this all right, that's a good place to sign off. As a reminder, we do this uh, twice a week, so our next time doing a start sit will be Thursday. So make sure to tune into that, 10.30 a.m. live. And also, Wednesday, tomorrow, our mm. Cafeteria episode drops. Yes, that drops at 4 a.m., yeah. 1 o'clock on the West Coast. So if yeah. you want to listen to that, we're going to play a bunch of games. Power rankings. Obviously, there's a lot of people that is going to be some movement in, uh, in today's week. True. And as we've signed off on today's every week. single episode. Today's week. Did I say that? Yeah, but it is today's week. It is today's week. It's not You're tomorrow's correct. week. I'm becoming delusional right now. As we signed off with a lot of our fantasy episodes, Felipe, give us our words of wisdom for the day. If you don't win in the fantasy playoffs, you suck. You fail in life. Let's go. Get that win, whatever it takes, at all, by all means, any cost, whatever the fucking saying is. Yeah, let's go. Hey, we'll see you Thursday. Thanks again. Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Check out our socials at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube at the link in the description if you want to see more content and watch our videos. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.